Welcome back to Inside TBT. I'm Andrew Zolden. I'm your host of the podcast. Great episode today as Keith Langford, Kansas alumni, joins the show to talk about a Kansas team once again getting ready to play in TBT. They'll be playing in Wichita. So all you Kansas fans out there, it'll be a short drive to Wichita if you live in Lawrence or hey, Maybe you even live in Wichita and you've been waiting for a team like this to come back around. Mass Street, they are Kansas alumni. Keith Langford's playing. Tyshawn Taylor's playing. The Morris Twins are coaching. It's going to be great. More names to be announced soon. Before we get to that interview, though, got to tell you a little bit about Chip Golf Company. Chip Golf Company is a golf apparel brand specializing in uniquely designed golf clubs with 10% of all of their proceeds benefiting a variety of charitable causes. Their goal is to help golfers both look good on the course and do good off of it. Here's the deal. TBT season is like May to August. That's also golf season. All right, and if you're going to be golfing, you need to get a Chip Golf Company glove. The website is linked in the episode. Click it, and you can use promo code inside TBT. We're going to get to our interview with Keith Langford just a second from now, but here's the deal. If you signed up for the pre-sale, congratulations. There's a chance you already have tickets to TBT 2023. If you did not sign up for the pre-sale, tickets are going live tomorrow, May 4th. They may even already be on sale now, depending on when you're listening to this. Get your tickets. Get ready to come to TBT. TST's in June. Get your tickets to that, which is super exciting. And next week is commitment week. What does that mean? That means there's going to be a lot of episodes coming out. There's going to be a lot of names dropping. There's going to be a lot of interviews. There's going to be a lot of clips, a lot of quotes, a lot of TBT stuff. It's officially TBT season. Been saying that for, I feel like four months now, but now it's officially TBT season. Make sure you're following inside TBT. Make sure you're following at the tournament. Lots of Big time, exciting updates coming really starting, you know, today with this Kansas announcement, but lots of updates coming to you starting next week with commitment week. Get excited. Let's get to the interview with Keith. All right. Joining me now on inside TBT, Keith Langford, former Kansas player, incredible basketball player. Welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Man, extremely excited and, and glad to be taking part in this. Absolutely. So, of course, you're on the show because, breaking news, Kansas is putting the team back in TBT, Mass Street. I'll kind of hand it over to you from there, though. Like, what? what's the rundown? Why are you specifically playing? Let's hear it. Yeah, so, um, man, s- several different reasons. Um, I kind of alluded to earlier, I'm, I'm probably one of the few people that um, – you know, the, the part of the excitement, the the third or fourth thing on the list is the million dollar prize. But honestly, uh, for me, um, you know, I didn't finish my career the way I wanted to. Uh, I was forced out by injury. Um, and so during the rehab process and, and transitioning into retirement, um, I had an opportunity, uh, was contacted by uh, Mastery Collective and floated the idea of uh, putting the team in and um, asking would I be a part of the process and 
um, and then asked me to play. And so from that point, I was like, oh, wow, I'm about to, you know, kill two or three birds with with one stone. So uh, I was extremely excited. And uh, the thing that sold me on the process, because I had opportunities in the past to play with TBT, but the thing that sold me was the ability, uh, the way that Mastery was putting the event together for us. Um, I knew it was going to be local, close to the Kansas fan base. Can't wait to to tap in with those guys. It's been years. Um, and just from the professional aspect, I mean, they were just putting together a really high-level project with a lot of uh, high-level ex-alumni, NBA, Europe. Uh, so, man, I was, I was extremely excited, extremely excited to be able to play in front of the fan base, be a part of a high-level event, play in front of family, and, you know, really <clears throat> be able to play basketball and, you know, kind of put a finishing touch on you know, uh, a decade and a half career um, that I spent, that I had. Absolutely. It's extremely exciting. You guys are going to be playing, you know, at Coke Arena in Wichita in like a super crazy mega regional where it's going to feel like there's a hundred teams there, but there's really only going to be 16. Are you confident in the KU fans showing up to Wichita? I mean, I don't even think confident is the, I'm, I'm expecting I'll, I'll put it that way. So I I would be extremely shocked and surprised if if the arena was even half or three fourths full. I'll be shocked. So um, and especially with who's affiliated. I mean, with the project. I mean, the names and the guys. I mean, I think you know the Kansas faithful are going to love to uh, to see all of these guys in one space competing and really playing and and, and trying to put on the show. And so. You know, especially, you know, and, and leading the charge, Marcus Morris, you know, is going to be coaching, you know, fresh off, you know, playoff loss. But, you know, we're going to make amends for that. But, man, Marcus, uh, Marcus signing on and, and heading the project. I know he's been part of TBT uh, before, but, I mean, man, he really was excited and really committed to the process. And, I mean, guys are really taking this really serious. So I'm expecting the fans to support that, our seriousness and our approach to this as well. So I'm expecting, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, you guys win a game, you win two games. Marcus might start, you know, checking his contract, seeing if he's allowed to play in TV. Uh, you, right, right, right. you think he would want to play if he could? This, well, I already know he's going to be practicing. So he he's already made that very clear. He's like, All right, I'm going to be coaching, but I'm definitely going to be participating in the in the the practice sessions and the pickup games and stuff in the meantime. So, I mean, like I said, honestly, like we're all going to meet in Lawrence a week before or so to, um, to start preparation. And that's, that's just the level of commitment and seriousness that everybody's, uh, that everybody's taking to this project. So, yeah. So, you know, hopefully Marcus has several more years to play in the NBA. I don't want him to compromise his, his eligibility at all, but uh, he's, his presence in the pickup games and the practices will be a very welcome sight. It's going to be some high-level basketball in those practices and pickup games. We won't reveal too much. Of course, big names coming, but yes. you, Tyshawn Taylor, and Marcus Morris alone in a pickup game is pretty <laughs> high-level. So right, you got to be pretty pumped about that. Yeah. So I mean, from so and and to be honest, uh, you know, me, me and Tyshawn Taylor, and I mean. You know, obviously, you know, with respect to our careers or whatever, but for the guys that we're looking to 
that are going to be participating and the guys that we're looking to participate in this event, we're the bottom of the barrel when it, when, when it comes to that. And I say that humbly um, because that's the respect I have for the guys that, that we've been talking to and the guys that are going to participate. So, and that makes me excited because, uh, you know, my presence is just to be more of a, a veteran leader, um, you know, spot and, and put in my uh, impact when, when I can. Uh, so, that being said, yeah, me, Tyshawn, Marcus, um, you know, man, definitely were pillars of putting this thing together. But I'm extremely, extremely excited for everyone to see who's involved and in, in the way we're approaching this thing. That's a great tease. So you mentioned that you're going to kind of sit back a little bit, a little, little Jedi master style, you know, train your your young Jedis to hopefully win PBT. Yeah, yeah. But let's talk about your career for a little bit. You know, for the Kansas fans who haven't been as tapped in with you since you left Lawrence, can you tell me a little bit about what your basketball career has looked like? You know, yeah. I guess the last, what is it, 15 years? Right. So, yeah, I mean, 17. So, well, it should have been 17, but uh, this past, so the last year, I guess I'll start backwards. Um, I had a, uh, an Achilles surgery. Um, so, wasn't an Achilles tear, but it's an Achilles tendinopathy, which is just more like a degenerative condition. It's also it's also a form of a tear. But anyway, I um I tried to rehab and come back from that, but really was was very difficult. And I just decided to go ahead and have surgery and take the um the route to uh you know focus on you know the other side of other side of life, the other side of um, basketball, which you know getting into a space of, of mentorship and player development and, and working with younger guys. This was a perfect opportunity with Mastery Collective and the TBT to, um, you know, to, to start that process. So, but my, as far as my career goes, um, after Kansas, um, which also was marred by injuries, the, the last year or so, uh, I had, I had a, a couple of knee surgeries, uh, went undrafted, um, but was lucky enough to spend some time with the Rockets and the Spurs. After I was cut from the Spurs, got a phone call to go to Italy. Um, went to Italy for the last eight games of the season. And, uh, man, I never looked back. Um, you know, knocked it out of the park. Um, went over there, found my niche, found a space, created, um, you know, a, a, a legacy for myself, for my family. And so, man, um, and eventually, you know, I, I ended up retiring as the all-time leading scorer. Um, American score in European basketball history until this year was, you know, Mike James, I think who's he's played in the TBT before oh, yeah. Mike James just passed me um, this past season. So shout out to Mike James, big time player, um, friend of mine. So needless to say the last, you know, 16 years in Europe were great to me, was able to accomplish a lot, win championships, MVPs, um, and really just, you know, I never saw myself playing basketball that long. And so to be able to facilitate a career like that, um, very, very exciting. And this opportunity here to me um, is the ideal way to put the cherry on top. It's it's your last dance is what it's sounding like. Literally, literally the last and dance. I got to tell you, based on this interview, so I, I went to Mizzou. I'm a Mizzou fan, but it's all good here. Ouch. I I can't believe I'm saying Mizzou and I'm doing an interview on a purple T-shirt. What, what well, could be worse, you know? <laughs> You're making me be like a Kansas fan right now. Like I want you to be holding the trophy at the end oh, of, wow. end of okay. TV, but there is a potential, you know, Kansas alumni team versus Mizzou alumni team matchup. 
after this interview, I don't know who I'm going to be rooting for, but is that something you would be excited about or like, screw those guys. We don't want to give them the attention. I would be extremely excited to walk on the floor and and see Ricky Paul in or Kareem Rush or, uh, 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 Arthur, uh, I forgot his last name. Uh, God, Arthur Johnson. I would love to see any of them, but I don't know, man, we're, we're, we're old guys, man. So, you know, I'm I'm 39, um, so I can a couple. Those guys are a couple years older than me, so there's no telling. But the fact that it would be Missouri, Kansas, man, I just I think that the potential, even of that, is is exciting. I'm not as familiar with some of the younger generation guys, but even still, like, uh, man, it's it's been decades, and you know, I think I still have the touch for that game. You know, closed down the Hearn Center all those years ago. So I mean, you know, I have no problem you know, shutting Mizzou down one more time, bro. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I'm not even going to, like, rebuttal that. I love it. It's my, my favorite kind of basketball is trash talk in your face basketball. But. Right. Yeah, yeah, And And nothing's personal when we lead. Actually, with Missouri, it is personal. But but you're. <laughs> so, yeah. But, anyway, I, I mean, hopefully, if, if that comes to pass, I, I love it. And, I, and saying that to say, I do love the theme that the TBT is going with, like, you know, really building these very strong. Uh, alumni-based teams, um, high-level basketball. I think it's going to be a really good, really good project. So you mentioned closing down the Hearn Center. Uh, that's probably a, a very memorable moment for you at Kansas. But can you tell me, you know, a few other moments that stick out to you when you think back, you know, 40 years ago to your time at, at Kansas? <laughs> nice. Ah, nice. Nice. Um, so, so yeah. So, uh, obviously, the Final Fours um, stand out. Um, you know, going to back-to-back Final Fours uh, with Coach Williams, um, great times. And, uh, you know, honestly, you know, I'm still in a group chat to this day with um, with the, you know, five freshmen that came into my class, um, you know, 20 years ago, just to get you right. <laughs> I mean, but that that camaraderie, that day-to-day, you know, uh, just walking into your, into your brother's uh, dorm room, um, you know, the jokes in the locker room, the travel, the, you know, the hotels, you know, those moments. And I, I think a lot of athletes, you know, tend to to miss those moments. And it's just because, you know, it'll never be like that again. And literally, it's never been like that again. So I've definitely had other opportunities to play, won other championships, been a part of other, like, you know, team settings. But that connection with those guys, um, you know, the memories that we have and the stories that we tell sometimes, you know, amongst the, the Big 12 championships and, the victories and the final fours and all that stuff. Like I'm, I miss the day to day with, with, with those guys. That's awesome stuff. You know, you've been a basketball player for a long time when you played for Roy Williams and he now has left Kansas, went to another school, won championships at that school and has retired. So, you know, you've been, you've had a long career. When Literally, I, I did a podcast not too long ago. Um, and the guy was saying, Hey man, when I was eight years old, like when you guys, I was like, Oh my God, man. Like, so yeah, man, time it just, you know, it's it's one of those things. But when you the great thing about being older and looking back on some of that stuff is that if you've accomplished a lot and impacted people, all right, it's cool. But if you look up one day and you're 40 and nobody has anything to say about you, then that's a problem. So I I, I like that. Last question for you. It has nothing to do with basketball, has nothing to do with TBT. It actually does kind of have to do with basketball. So the all-time leading scorer until Mike James, all-time leading scoring American and European basketball history. You obviously have traveled a lot, you know, from America to Europe, from Europe to all the different countries. 
how many airline points do you have? And what <laughs> airline do you have the most points with? Great question. But listen, I have enough airline points to uh, to fly business in first class until I don't want to fly anymore. So I'll, I'll put it like that. For free? I, free, yeah, literally. I literally can fly business class anywhere I want at any time. So I like it's <laughs> seven, 16 years worth of airline points is it adds up, man. It's, it's a lot. So great question. That's, that's the first time I've ever been asked that question, but, um, and I'm not the only one. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of American guys who a lot of, even a year, the, I really got it from the, the foreign players, uh, you know, in all the countries, Italy, Russia, Greece, Israel, all these different places, China. And like, that was one of, that's the first thing that everybody does when you get off the bus and you walk into the airport. Nobody goes to the gate. Everybody goes straight to the desk to, to get the points for the flight, man. So, yeah, so I'm, I definitely, that is one of the perks, man. You know, free flights as a retired person is, is a great perk of playing overseas. I love it. So it actually made me think of one more question. So I'm, I'm reading this book right now, funny enough. It's called Can't okay. Keep My Jersey. Uh, Paul Shirley, former basketball player, played like yeah, Paul Shirley. Yeah. yeah, eleven teams, five countries, four years. So there's some crazy stories in this book. Do you have like a crazy team travel story, anything like that? Um, I do, okay, so okay, so I have a travel story. And I have okay, all right, so I do have a travel. We, um, one time, uh, actually, you know what? I'll tell a story from Russia. You know, so uh, so. Played in Russia for five years. Was playing in Moscow. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? I, I two quick ones. First story: We're flying private to. Uh, we're going to France one time, and um, we're all on the private plane, and we're sitting there. You know, everybody's uh, relaxing, and literally as the plane is is taking off, as a Russian teammate of mine, his name is Alexei Sobrasenko. He's like, "Oh no." Everybody's like, oh, what's going on? Like, you know, we're thinking that like something's happy. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. And it's like, what? And um, he forgot his passport. So, like, because literally at that time, we thought probably like, you know, we don't need, um, you know, sometimes, you know, when the people get to know you and everything, you can kind of travel like a little freely. To, uh, you know, and he's a veteran. They know him. So he gets on the plane. We're taking off. He doesn't have his passport. His passport. So when we land, obviously he can't get into the next country, especially as a Russian, right? So... So literally the team makes him pay for um, the plane to <laughs> to fly back. He flies back by himself to fly back and then fly back to France. And literally, the, but this guy had the money to be able to do it. So I was just like, give me a preview, like, man, like, so, and this is what, 2009. So Alex said, man, forgets his passport. We land in France. We were playing in Le Mans, France. Lands in France, team makes him pay for the private to go back to Russia, flies, turns right back around, and then the guy still makes the game. It's crazy. Wow. And then so, uh, second story, <clears throat> um, literally at one time, uh, you know what? I'll Maybe you guys can edit the video. I, I, maybe I can't tell that story. I don't, can I tell it? And then you can decide if it's, if it's good enough. I don't want, I don't know if it's, okay. <laughs> you tell it and I'll cut it if it has to be cut. Okay. All right, cool. So look, so I'm playing in Russia at this time and, um, and so, you know, in Russia, they have, uh, and sometimes they will pay in like, uh, they'll pay you in cash, right? In whatever currency that you're from. And so literally, 
Um, and so what you do is you take the cash and they have a relationship with certain banks and um, you go to the bank and then you're able to deposit the money and then wire it to wherever you want to wire it to, right? So uh, on times when they would pay us in cash, certain times they would pay us in cash, we would, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they would always give us a security guard and a translator to go with us, right? So I go to, um, so, you know, I, I go in, I get my, you know, my cash payment and I'm going with uh, the translator and I get to the, um, now mind you, this is, you know, 2009, 2010. So this is a little bit before social media really takes off, no Instagram, nothing like that. And so, uh, so, you know, I mean, but I'm, you know, this is Blackberry time. So I, we get to the bank and, um, you know, the bank teller is putting everything through the money machine and, you know, I'm kind of like sneaking pictures with my Blackberry and like, you know, so, um, now mind you, as a 25, 26-year-old, I'm showing my age a little bit. At that time, like, had I had Instagram, had Instagram been around, this this would have been my time to shine. So anyway, the um, but I start to notice that the bank teller, every now and then, after it goes through the money machine, she takes it out and she's putting some money over to the side. And I'm just like, hey, what's going on? So the translator, hey, you see what, what's she doing with that money right there? And she's like, and so, so the translator asked her, she says something in, something in Russian, she says it back. And she was like, don't worry, I'll tell you when she finishes. So she keeps going, going. Finally, you know, but she keeps periodically putting money over over to the side. And I'm like, man, you know, and I'm starting to get upset. But anyway, we leave. She gives her the money back in the envelope. We leave. We're walking to the car. And we get in the car. I was like, hey, what was going on with that? She says, uh, Keith, we're going back to uh, the gym right now to meet with the owner, the president of the team. But she, because she said that, they cannot accept money that is uh, that has either been wet or has traces of cocaine on it. And I was like, I said, are you serious? I was like, oh, damn, are you serious? And she was like, yes, yes, but don't worry. We will go back and we will talk to the president and we will sort this issue out. So yeah. I go, we get back to the gym, take this elevator to the top of the arena. We go and then there's this big wooden door. And then behind the wooden door, there's this big steel door. So like open the door, go in the office, and, you know, it's kind of like a thing out of a movie, like, you know, a big fat Russian guy with a big mole on his face, and he's sitting there, and his head is down, and he's just like, now he wasn't typing, he's like writing something, and so anyway, she walks in, she explains everything to him, and he's looking at her, and he's looking at me, and he's looking at her, and he's like, and then so behind him, man, there's like this big safe, so he turns around, and, uh, you know, opens the safe up, and literally opens the safe, there's like, there's euros, dollars, rubles uh i mean just all these diff these different currencies in there and he's like and he turns around he's like oh and he asked her in russian like how much uh and then she's like okay and he takes the money out he's like he's like oh okay this is good money good money okay good thank you and then he takes the money that she that she brought him throws it over to the side and then he's like okay bye and then goes back to writing down whatever he was writing and then so that was like that was kind of long like you know Oh wow, welcome to Russia moment. You know what I'm saying? That is crazy. I don't think we have to cut that out. One, it's you know, <laughs> almost 15 years ago. And two, that's unbelievable. That that's that's a did you get shorted or anything, or at the end of the day, you had all the money you needed? No, no, I never got shorted, man. It it, it only it ended up being like, you know, a few thousand bucks, but so it wasn't anything crazy. But the I mean, he just, you know, he turned around and just had it like just, you know, it was no like. It wasn't a big deal, but then at the same time, it was like, all right, I took care of it. Can you please leave? So I can finish uh -huh. going. Like, it was just like, and I'm telling you, man, Russia is just one of those places to like, you know, with respect to everything that, 
Brittany Griner is going through and, and, you know, with the political situation and everything. It's just one of those places where you can do everything you want to until you can't. You know what I mean? And it just, it really exists in like a weird space like that. And so that was just one of those things where, all right, you know, you go, you go to the bank, the money's wet, it has cocaine residue, all right, it's all right. And then, I don't know, maybe the next time you go, like, there'll be armed security around waiting, you know, to, to take you in. So it's just, it's a, and you just always exist in these weird spaces, but, you know, it pays well, and, you know, it's basketball, so, you know, people do what they have to do. But, like I said, welcome to Wrestling Moment. That was yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's that's a great way to to end end this interview. Um, I didn't think that story was going to go the way it did, but you know, I'm happy it did because it was exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, Keith, before I get you out of here, any any questions for me before I get you out of here? Um, no, nah, man. I just uh, no questions. But I just you know, I'm just going to reiterate again, man. I'm um. You know, I'm I'm new to it. I've, I've obviously over the years when I was you know in my prime playing, like I was invited multiple times to play. But um, from the standpoint of uh, man, this we're approaching this thing. You know, mastery, the uh, mastery collective, the guys that are participating, we're just approaching this thing to like, you know, we really want to make it as high level as possible, and we're trying to get rid of that. You know, we want to really get rid of the stigma of um, you know that high level players don't participate. I mean, because I've seen overseas elite. I've seen the the Mike James and the Nick Collates of the world, the Kyle Hines, like they participate in this event. And we really are just trying to like take what those guys did and then go even a step further because, um, man, this is a real good opportunity to play some really good high-level basketball and and, and put on a, a really good event. So I'm, I'm glad to be taking part in it. And like I said, selfishly, my motivation really isn't the million, but – the winning, the competition, the finishing of my career is, and, you know, having a million dollars on top of it is a nice, you know, nice way to go out. So um, I love that aspect. So, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad to be doing this interview. I appreciate your time. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely ready. So I will be ready. I have until July to get these old bones going. Get in shape. Get ready for TBT. Thanks for coming on the show. All right, I appreciate you. Hope you enjoyed this episode and that interview with Keith Langford. Going to go back to two interviews per episode starting next week. Have a lot ready from Commitment Week. I'm getting a lot more for Commitment Week. Trust me, these are exciting guests on the pod. Exciting names that you're going to hear. Exciting times. Of course, like I said earlier, follow Inside TBT, follow TBT, follow me at Andrew Zolden. Talk to you all next week.
in the game and I said that I will be more because oh yeah that it's so raving racing and pacing around all these lames in my lane out my way unless you're trying to pay me not from the playpen it's coming from the jungle when you hear the bell you better be ready to rumble because I'ma grab the gloves and I'm gonna flex my muscles go ahead and spit some bars but you're probably just gonna mumble a lot of rappers these days really need to get them humble because they think they Better stop before they stumble Cause I'm swiping all their biddies While they swiping right on Bumble And your girl, he calls me daddy But she only calls you uncle But no, we not related, homie No, we not some fam You never get in clubs You can't even get in sand You never get in dubs Like the Browns from the land When push comes to shove Wave that towel in your hand